In October, the cannabis industry reconvened in Las Vegas for the annual trade show MJ BizCon, put on by Marijuana Business Daily. As part of that event, Business of Cannabis sat down with industry leaders at the show to discuss their business, the current state of the cannabis industry, and what they were seeing on the road ahead. This conversation was part of that series. What follows is a conversation with Zach Lipson. He's the co-founder and chief product officer at Dutchie. Dutchie is the leading e-commerce and point-of-sale provider for the cannabis space throughout North America. In the lead-up to MJ BizCon, Dutchie announced a sizable capital raise, which put them front and center in the cannabis sector's emerging technology landscape. This conversation is wide-ranging from Dutchie's startup story to the current role technology plays in the sector expansion to social equity in the cannabis space. This is Zach Lipson from Dutchie. Zach, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're at the very tail end of a show. Uh, and you guys, I don't know what the right moniker is. It's not the prom king or queen film call, <laughs> but uh, certainly on the hierarchy of companies here, few entered MJ Biz month, six months, uh, more on top of the world than Dutchie. Is that a, f you don't have to say that's fair or not, but that is the truth. T talk a little bit about how that feels, I guess, because it does, it, it, it must feel good, I guess. Yeah, you know, we had a big announcement uh, last week. Um, we raised our Series D. Um, and it was, it was an exciting moment for us, for sure. It was an, another milestone for the company. Um, frankly, like th this show, I think we've all been like really, really excited to get back. And, uh, I know in the cannabis space, like it's, it's been two years since we've been to a conference like this. Um, you know, MJ BizCon, the big conference every year. And we've, we've, we've been looking forward to a lot here. We've, you know, we've gone through a lot of change in the past couple of years, a lot of growth, a lot of exciting movement, you know, in our, in our company and in the space. And, uh, space has just grown a lot, right? So it, we, we're debuting new products here. We've we debuted our new brands. Um, so some really exciting things. So it's it's just a, it's a good time to be in cannabis. You know? it, it's a good time to be in your slice of the <laughs> sector for sure. Talk about let's take the product first. And yeah, get to the brand. Great. Talk about talk about how the product has evolved, like even since the you know since inception to where you are today, which is much uh, bigger, broader, more in depth than I think it was early days. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So I. Uh, you know, we started Dutchie about four years ago and we really started as an e-commerce company. That, that was the big need that we saw in the space and it, was, it really wasn't being met. Um, you know, essentially what we did is we created a system that dispensaries could, you know, basically utilize to take their menu, their inventory, uh, and build it into an online menu. They could put it on their website. Customers could come. They could place an order for pickup, delivery. We eventually offered kiosk ordering and curbside pickup through the pandemic. Um, you know, and that's, and that's really how we, we really grew the business in the first, uh, geez, roughly about three, a little over three years. Um, in those three and a half years, we, we, we started to realize that there was a, a pretty, um, interesting relationship that was, that we were developing with point of sale companies in space. Um, so the underpinnings of e-commerce in cannabis specifically because of, uh, how fast the, the products are moving off the shelf is that you need to integrate with the point of sale, the source of truth for inventory, right? Um, so we built some incredible relationships and we integrated with the vast majority of point of sales in the space. Um, it created a real-time dynamic menu, which was the crux of e-commerce, right? Um, but we realized that there was so much more that we could do for our customers, um, you know, than, than just e-commerce. And, and if we came together with point of sale, uh, if we built the products into an all-in-one platform, there could be something really magical. It could be one system that our retailers in this space use. They don't have to use two systems. They don't have to have API integrations that can sometimes be a little bit frail, um, uh, fraught with problems, right? 
um, not dual sets of inventory and dual sets of discounts and dual sets of analytics. We could bring that into one platform, right? So um, roughly about seven months ago, we acquired um, both LeafLogics and GreenBits, two of the leading point of sale companies in the space, uh, serving very different uh, parts of the market. So enter- uh, the enterprise segment was really covered by LeafLogics and GreenBits was working uh, mainly with the SMB uh, to middle market uh, customers in space. So, um, you know, the future for us is we've been making some really big investments in point of sale. We're really trying to to, to beef up, you know, uh, our service levels with those products, get them to, to the place that uh, we, we're really proud to have Dutchie in on the e-commerce side. Um, and then eventually bring these, bring these products together so we can create something really compelling and, and helpful for retailers. Yeah. And they're finding it that, right? I mean, this is one thing, and, and I want to sort of ask you the same question. You invariably, through your work at Dutch, you've seen more of what retailers will go through than the retailers themselves. Yeah. But you can predict all the pain points that they are about to envision and try to hit them off as best you can. Yeah. And it's in like that level of service, like that, everybody's new. Like everybody literally starts on day zero. Yeah. It's not like they, they come from once, like everything is new and changing dynamically. And to have a partner like a Dutch that's seen it as much as there is to say you've seen it. Yeah. Like that must feel like obviously a service offering that's important, but also as a retailer, some level of comfort that one thing will get fucked up, even if everything else goes. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like, look, the, the business of running a, a, a dispensary is really hard. It's, this is not normal, traditional retail by any means, by no stretch of the imagination, whether it's traceability, C to sell tracking, uh, even the uh, number of SKUs, right? The number of SKUs. I mean, the, the inventory turnover rates are sky high. You will never see these kinds of inventory turnover rates in any other. In, like, I challenge people at, for fun to be like, name an industry that works this way, where like forty percent of what's on the shelf might be gone next week. That's that's the estimate that we have, right? It, that's like equivalent insane on the regulation side. Like, yeah, it's 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 like four dimensional chess. That's or three dimensional chess. That's just impossible. It's really hard, and and so so honestly that. That was, that's been a big driver for us from day one is, uh, first on the e-commerce side, now on the point of sale side, and then in the future, bringing this together into one system. And what we did, I think pretty well was we listened to our customers. Um, we were uh, frankly obsessed with making their lives easier, their jobs easier. Right. Um, and that, and that was just a matter of providing them with really, really good support, really good service, uh, when there are problems and it's software, um, it's software. There's going to be problems. I, I don't, it, it doesn't matter how great you are at it and how, or how much capital you're going to invest in it. There's going to be problems. It's going to be a bug here and there. And you're going to need someone on the other end of the phone or the, or that live chat to respond to you with a good answer, with a friendly response. Like they have to be there. We've, we have a, a large customer support team. The capital that we've raised, a lot of it has been deployed into building out the best customer support team in cannabis, hands down, period. So that when these retailers reach out, we're there, we're there. And 60 second response times on live chat. That's this. And how's that hard service level to me? It's really hard, but that's the, that's the goal. And we're there, you know, and we're proud, we're really proud of that. Um, so it's, it, it, it all, it's all about making this just an, hopefully an easier, uh, uh, business to be in for these operators. Cause they've got a lot on their hands. Yeah. Can we shift to the brand part? Sure. Let's so, do it. uh, yeah. obviously the brand is coming to life and the hotel you guys have built at Rachel Floor. But but talk a little bit about the brand, what went into it, why the it's not wholesale change, but talk a little bit about sort of yeah. the brand. You know, we um 
we're a different company today than we were yesterday, right? And specifically coming together with these, these point of sale companies, integrating our teams together. We thought it was appropriate. We thought it was the right time uh, to, to evolve the brand too, right? The company means something different today than it did when we were just an e-commerce company. Um, we love, we, we really kind of had a lot of fondness for the brand that we had created. It was fun. It was, it was a bit playful. Um, but we, we honestly, it was very organically built. You know, the, the brand that we had, we never went through a, a, a Friday exercise. Yeah. We didn't really do that. You know, it was like, it was something that we did quickly and it evolved and it took on a lot of meaning and a lot of heart. And, um, we were proud of that too. And, and, uh, but we felt it was time for an evolution. So. Um, we worked with an awesome agency. Um, we went through a really extensive exercise. They, they literally like met with not just our internal teams, but also our customers. They ran surveys. They got to really know the space. We got to inform them, you know, of, of the ins and outs and the nuances of it. And, uh, we're really proud of what we came out with, you know, like the, the, the symbol, um, we really, you know, it wasn't just about rebranding us, like rebranding Dutchie, but we really wanted to take the opportunity to, to, to try to be, uh, a brand that symbolized kind of um, the space evolving too, mm -hmm. not just our company, right? Uh, cannabis, we want to get this out there. We want to destigmatize. We want to we want to normalize it. Um, this, we still haven't quite done that yet. We're making a ton of inroads. Like the legitimacy of the space continues to be very exciting, very impressive. You look at a conference like this and and what people are now bringing to the show and and their presence at the show, and it's just exciting. It's so exciting. Um, but we want to be a brand that that symbolizes, you know, a, a pretty big leap for companies in the space out into the mainstream. Yeah. Um, and part of that was was this rebrand. Yeah, I want to sort of take that one step further because, yeah. um, as an observer, I want to get your take on this too. Like the industry, uh, let's call them plant touching, like the, the producers and yeah. processors, the manufacturers, and even the brands uh, have unique challenges crossing state lines, cross, crossing jurisdictions. That's on the regulatory side, but the things that do cross very easily is the tech part. That's right. The foundational tech stacks are what is enabling states when they do come online to come along quickly, mm -hmm. to come online, you know, almost from day one for retailers to be successful from day one. They're not using whiteboards anymore. They are choosing something that is there that they can sort of grow with. And that's seen all the problems they've had. Mm -hmm. And and I guess it, like to me, that is the maturity of a sector that there are these infrastructure tech infrastructure companies that allow it all to happen, that everything's going to be built on. And I think that's the lead you want as an industry from your perspective, like, cause there are other people in other parts of the world, other tech, retail tech, if that, um, that are looking at cannabis. So like, oh, when, when the time is right, we're going to jump in. Mm -hmm. But by that time there will be a lead that is too difficult to catch up with. Yeah. And when they join, they'll be like, holy shit, this is really complicated. We're never going to catch up to what a Dutch is. Yeah. Um, but it seems to me that, that, that like explosion of interest in cannabis tech is maybe the biggest difference between 2019 and now is that the darlings of the industry are these foundational tech companies. You and others yeah. um, have made all the news in the past six, nine months. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it is, it is that maturity that has allowed that to happen because you are the people that could be everywhere. That's right. Not everybody can. Yeah. I mean, there, um, you know, there's a, there's a phrase picks called essentially picks and shovels. If you're familiar with that. Sure. Um, you know, the back in the gold rush, it was the picks and the companies that made the picks and shovels. Levi's, that's why we're Levi's right Exactly. Now. Right. Um, you know, so the ancillary companies in the space, you're right. We, you know, we're, we don't have to be, we're not held back by things like licensing, right? Um, we're able to navigate pretty quickly, uh, and, and move, move across state lines, move into new markets, um, with relative, 
ease, you know, and, and we've developed internal processes and we've been really focused on being able to be nimble that way. Um, and also pretty hungry too, you know, like we, when new markets come online, we're looking at them pretty quickly and, um, sizing up opportunities and we're starting to have conversations and, you know, we want to, we, we think our technology is, can really help retailers in the space. And, um, we want to see, we want to see them make good, good decisions and whether it's with us or with, you know, like you mentioned, there's some other great technology yeah. companies in the space too. Um, you don't have to say that. <laughs> no, I, I, I believe it. I mean, honestly, one of the great things about building Dutchie first as an e-commerce company is we got to partner with them yeah. and I got to see it firsthand. Uh, I I've had countless conversations with some awesome, awesome technology companies in the space and you know, we still partner with them, right? right? Uh, we still have a lot of customers that use our e-commerce solution, um, and use a, a, they choose to use another piece of technology in the space. And that's, that's great. You know what? Best tool for you guys, yeah. right? Best tool for the job. It's not going to be right for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where we're, we're extremely comfortable with that. And, and, you know, we promote, we, we want to be a partner to the space. It, it, this, there's a lot of room for companies like Dutchie to, to navigate this space and to, to grab their piece of the pie. Um, you know, so that's, you know, we, we work on things like our, you know, we're building out some pretty robust APIs that we can service, you know, a number of different integrators in the space and help provide, you know, and contribute to, to a healthy ecosystem. Yeah. How big is the team now? We're a little over 500 people. Yeah. That's unbelievable, no? It's, it's, yeah. Does that, does that, does that, I mean, obviously you had ambitions of what you wanted Dutchie to be. You had roots in this, like to solve the problems you mm -hmm. wanted to solve. And the industry's grown tremendously even since you started. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that. But did you think you'd have 500 reports at some point? You know, I, it, it's it's interesting. I think that w when you're a, an entrepreneur, um, you always think it's possible. You, you you know it's possible and you believe it's possible. If you don't believe it's possible wholeheartedly, yeah. you won't get there. Right. You just won't. Um, you have to have this like internal fire that is constantly burning and you're literally throwing coal yeah. on that fire yeah. all the time gasoline even yeah. right so i think we we always were um we, we we always knew that this this was was a place that we could get to and we've driven really hard at at getting here we you know we've we've been re really relentless in our approach to building this and um our approach to really like serving the customers that's what it all comes down to if you do that and you know if you do that really well you're gonna you're gonna be successful in this space you've got to put the customer first always i know it's a little cliche but like that's what this is all about um and i i attribute a lot of our success to that that's why we have what we have today yeah i, I mean i i would be remiss if i didn't give props to people that we are close to that work for dachi we've liked them even since before they were <laughs> yeah shabazz and ann and the canadian front are just i mean they're they they are as responsive, of course, to the, your Dutchy customers yeah. as they are to really anybody that wants to know about it. They're always responsive to us. Yeah. And we just think the world of them. So I'd be remiss if I didn't say we, to you. Uh, I appreciate that. We, uh, we've, um, we've been in Canada for a little while now. We've been a, um, we've been a leader in the, in the technology space in Canada as well. And we, we've, we've been really proud, honestly, to be up in, in Canada as well too, you know, and, and, um, the team up there is great. We have yeah. Shabazz and, and Sienna and, Anne, yeah. like. It's, it's a great team up there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, and it's, I, I want, this is the other thing to go back. Like, of course, technology can cross jurisdictions easily, yeah. but, but there are no bounds. Like, you know, like a retailer in Toronto has similar play points as one in Denver. Mm -hmm. The regulations might be different, but it really is. They're trying to run an off. But the, the, the key here though, like, and I remember we moved into Canada, this was years ago. Um, you, yes, there are a lot of similarities, but there's also nuances and yeah. differences. And. I've seen this happen before where co companies, technology companies have come up 
and, and they've tried to make the move from, from the American market into Canada and they've fallen flat. And it's because it comes back to what I just said. I, I don't think they're talking to their customers. I don't think they're really listening. Like you got to get up there. You've got to, you've got to talk. You got to, you got to get on the ground level with them and see their business, see the problems, right? That's the key is the yeah. problem. Zero in on the problems, right? Because if you deeply understand the problems, you will be able to solve the problem in the right way. If you don't, you're just, you're going to throw a solution out there that probably doesn't make a ton of sense. Right. And that's going to fall flat. And it's going to fall flat and the customer is going to feel the pain, right? Yeah. When the customer uses the software, they, they interact with the company and it just feels like, it feels good. It's like, this just feels right. You know, oh, wow, that thing that's, that I really need is like right there in the interface. That's because we listened. That's because we really, it it's because we That's talk. the P. It's, that's the P, it's the, <laughs> the P in product. Um, it's because we're out there talking to them. And like, it's the formula for success, I can promise you, especially in technology. Yeah. Zach, this has been great. I really appreciate the time because uh, now like we're at the end of the second day, so we must be really fucking tired. Um, but thank you for stopping by. We're I, done? Yeah, we can keep going. What else do you want to talk I, about? I don't know. I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> came on. Well, I, I actually, I so so I, I like. No, I don't want to end. I was I was being kind because I let you go. But I, I want to talk about next next markets because okay. there, there is like we we just had an event in New York a couple weeks ago, um, and there are markets that will almost double the like the, the regions of the country that will double the size of the market in yeah. the United States. Yeah, right. And we we see it, and that's right on the cusp. But not that there's not a cannabis industry in New York or New Jersey. Or, or you know, any Connecticut, but like they're about to go gangbusters. Like, you know, they're between the Northeast, there could be another 2000 stores. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Here. And then if, if when New York goes, it puts, I mean, obviously it puts pressure on New Jersey, but that puts enormous pressure on Pennsylvania, which will put enormous pressure on Ohio, which put, which Michigan, like we, we just had folks from Michigan on yesterday talking. Yeah. And they said on the border of Wisconsin and, and Ohio, different borders. Yeah. They said it's like 30 to 40% of their customers are coming from on state. <laughs> the, the, the border cities are really, really interesting in cannabis. We've seen this. It's kind of like this really interesting, uh, under the radar, um, thing that happened, like dynamic in the space. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I, I think you, you see that happening when you have like basically a, a rec legal market that sits next to a, a med, a, a med only market or a market where it's, it, nothing. It, it's, it's nothing, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's exciting. There's, there's going to be some new markets that are coming online. Like you said, that are just going to like catapult the space again. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, hopefully this is what I, you know, I, I'm crossing my fingers a little bit, uh, but I don't know, feel comfortable. This probably will happen is that they're generally, you generally see a bit of a domino effect, right? So like you said, New Jersey feels the pressure from New York, you know, all these surrounding states are going to see that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good, like yes. we gotta, we gotta. We gotta always remember in this space, like how much good comes from this. There's like an incredible societal benefit. There's an incredible economic benefit. The taxes that these these states are generating from cannabis and these markets are generating from it, it goes towards good causes. It goes it goes towards things that we need in our communities. Let alone the the health and wellness benefits of this. It's just it, it's, it's it's a, a good it's just a good yeah. thing, you know. Like and, and so that pressure that these states hopefully feel to, it's to good pressure. is a good pressure. So it's a no, good. I, I agree. And, and, but, but it strikes me that, um, but I'm hopeful. And, and this is what we're talking about in New York. And I mm -hmm. think like states that come now do it better, do it, th learn from the success and the mistakes of other states, 
but also the operators within those states will have done the same thing. Yeah, that's right. I, and you, it's, it's a really, really good point. Um, when you think about the states that are coming online now, right? You have such an advantage over a market like Colorado, right? right? Who had to pioneer what, Every, can, everything. what cannabis looked like right. in, a, in, a, in a legal environment, right? right? There's so much trial and error and, and there's so many different areas of, 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 there's so many different like pitfalls, whether it's taxes, whether it's yeah. purchase limits, whether it's yeah. seed to sale, like it, it's hard, right? So like we have, the markets really are at a, a pretty strong advantage right now where you can just go ahead and look at like, you know, you've got Colorado, you've got Michigan, you've got Illinois, you've got California, you've got Washington, Oregon. It's interesting that all, pretty much all the states that I just rambled off have very different right. uh, setups, right? And I think we'd love to see a little bit more consolidation in that area. Um, but hopefully the new markets can pull the, the best things out and replicate or replicate models, frankly, that are, are, are really working. Yeah. It's better for the space. It, 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 it is. It's also interesting though, that every, like we, we did an event in South Dakota and we did an event in New York on back-to-back days. Yeah. And it's, it's the same conversation, which is strike. It's, it's the same conversation that we had in Canada that had like, uh, which municipalities are going to welcome dispensaries, who's going to grow, where they're going to grow it, insurance, banking, like all yeah. the issues are same cut and paste, big market, small market, all those things, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, interesting, I guess, because, because it, well, that's interesting on one end yeah. and like society's already there. So like whatever regulators think they're protecting themselves from is, is this is here in their mind. This is like, this is happening. This has been happening. Like one of the, honestly, one of the big things that we were trying to accomplish with our rebrand, actually, when you take a look at that symbol, the new, the new logo, it's really about like, really what we were trying to symbolize is, is people coming together around cannabis. Yeah. That's what the dot in the middle is supposed to represent. And, and those are really arms. Yeah. And that's one meaning of it, right? And, and our new tagline, which is grow together, that symbolizes so much more than just like this space. It, it, it symbolizes the, our society at large, our, like people all over growing together to, to, to uh, uh, basically adopt this and say, yeah, you know what? It's here. It's normal. It, it, this is, it, you know, this is, this is it. it, it cannabis is here. I also think that the, that I'm always struck by the fallacy that like people, regulators or, or hesitant elected officials, let's say, mm-hmm. like don't understand how, how commonplace cannabis is in everyday life, whether it's legal or not. Yeah. Like they think that if they don't legalize it, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And if they do that legacy market will go away. Like there's, they're, they're just, and I used to work in politics and I think <laughs> people are just blind to it. Like they, they either don't know. Or aren't open to it. I'm open to even understanding what's going on. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, there there, there are, of course, some very progressive uh, markets, right? Um, our home state, Oregon, uh, very progressive, right? Uh, look to the north in Canada, right? You guys legalized, yeah. like, gee, like, amazing, <laughs> awesome. Um, but, and then you have some markets that are slow to adopt, right? And I, I think part of that is that, look, there's still some left, there's still a, a, a a little bit of a, a bad taste left over from what this was made out to be yeah. in this, you know, un- very unfortunate era where we were really, you know, stigmatizing what this was. We were demonizing it, and and we're getting past that now. And it's taken a little bit. It's some. It's taking a little bit longer for for some than others. But you know, I, we're on the right track. You know, and and hopefully, I think you know, hopefully, events like this and and companies like ours, you know, are, are starting to pave the way. I think for 
for more brands to emerge and 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 show up and and you know jump on board with this and say hey we're all here these are this is a very legitimate space um the stigma of what this used to be the the it's look this is so much more i i've talked to people who i've had some really powerful conversations since i started this business with my brother and it was one it was four years ago and in the past four years we've talked about uh we've talked to so many people that have shared stories with us that are so moving that, and you realize that this is not, uh, this is so much more than just a, a recreational uh, product. It's, 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 so, it's so much more than that. This is medicine for a lot of people. This, this, whether it's le- they're legitimately using it as medicine or they're using it for things like anxiety um, to, to get a better night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's just, this is not what, a lot of people no. think it is, you know, and, and we're, we're moving, we're finally moving past that, which is exciting. I also think, um, <laughs> I'd say this, like we had in five, five, five Freddy yesterday talking because he made like, cultural t- touchstone of like people, <laughs> like, uh, you know, yo, MTV raps, but, but he, uh, in his, he made this film that's on, that's on Netflix now, mm-hmm. grass is greener and looking at the, the cultural importance of it. And, you know, he start like filter reporters to jazz and then reggae and hip hop. Yeah. And like, it, it is, it is all those things mixed, mixed in one, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's medicine, but it's also a creative engine and it's like all those things. And, and what he points out aptly in the movie is that the prohibition of it was just, was flat out racist. Right? Yeah, and it, like, absolutely. And, and it's absolutely. And, and, and like places like New York and other places too are like trying to get it right mm-hmm. and trying to make it right. And that is a real challenge for any regulator it's just a challenge right mm-hmm. and we have to address it head on and we didn't do that in canada um but it is also part of the conversation that is super powerful which means that we all have a responsibility to like try to get it right we do yeah we absolutely do there have been some pretty horrible injustices that have happened in uh related to cannabis uh you know and and the, the war on drugs is an utter failure utter utter failure and it was you know i think we're i think it's it's pretty widely accepted that that's the case at this point um but i think for for those of us in the space uh especially those of us who have um who have a position in the space and have the ability to to do some good in the space and and right some of those wrongs uh we have we have a more responsibility to do it you know we're we're we have a lot of initiatives happening at dutchie right now uh, on the social equity front um that we're excited about that we're investing pretty heavily in right now um you know and d- to do our part um and and i honestly it's a for, for ross and i um it's, it's a very important part of this business for us uh we're going to be making continued investments in that uh a fair amount of, of funding from our, these rounds or is going to be put towards you know our, our efforts there it actually struck me it'd be speaking from a position of privilege like we smoke pot all the time mm-hmm. all the time from middle school yeah till now like 50 it's not 50 years, but it's close to 45, yeah. right? Like, and, and that, like, I think our biggest fear that our parents were going to catch us, not that we're going to get arrested and thrown in jail, like, like those are really different frames of reference. Yeah. And, and that is striking. I mean, I'm not trying to do like, that. Obviously that's the you know, Jewish kid from the seven <laughs> But like that frame of reference, yeah. like, we never worried about that. Yeah. But the fact that we didn't have to worry about that is just. That's just losing limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and to try to sort of do what we can in whatever position we have to sort of shine the light, uh, help make it right, help position people who are doing the right thing is, is our, our responsibility. Yeah. Which is why we talk about it, right? That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. 
But I, I do appreciate now I am gonna let you go. I appreciate you having <laughs> you having time to commit. Love hearing about the story, obviously. Of course. And congratulations on the success. We Thank you so much. Following up to catching up with you down the road. And um yeah, enjoy the rest of the show. I will. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this. Great. Thanks, Zach. Yep. That was Zach Libson, the co-founder and chief product officer at Dutchie, recorded at MJ BizCon 2021. This podcast was recorded at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas in October 2021. For more information about Business of Cannabis, please visit businessofcannabis.com and follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.